0: Hello everyone. Okay, quick reminder, the giveaway is still running. We are in June. That means we are doing our $500 shopping spree giveaway. So if you would like to enter, it's really simple. All you have to do is shout out top apologists on your Instagram, share one of your favorite episodes on your Instagram stories and provide a link for your followers to easily tap on, click and listen to our podcast. We ask that you only enter if it's something you really do want to share and you really do love. And with that said, we ask that you don't say that it's part of a giveaway to invalidate the recommendation. So super simple. The giveaway is going for this month. And when you enter and tag us, we will respond in the DMs, letting you know that you've been entered. If you have a private account, please go ahead and send us a screenshot. Otherwise, we won't see it. And with that, we'll cut to the episode. Well, well, Chandler, how are you? Lauren, I'm great. I just had a gorgeous yogurt. Gosh. Wow, we're already putting people to sleep. Continue. You always act like my content puts people to sleep, but I think people are actually here for the mundane details of like, you know, nope. I just had some yogurt with almond butter. If you describe it as gorgeous, but continue. It honestly, it's a gorgeous, so this is what I do. And I'm not <sighs> claiming to be the first person to do this, but- uh, I actually saw it on a girl who runs an account called Macro Habits, but she puts cottage cheese in her yogurt and it adds more protein to it. And it is so good.
1: It also just okay, that adds like, an amazing, amazing texture.
0: Somewhat interesting. Is that somewhat interesting? Yeah. Great. Well, I'm, I am I am very happy for you. That's great. Other than other than your eccentric snack, do you have anything else to share with our audience? What did you eat for breakfast? Eggs and a protein shake? Yeah. <laughs> You know, honestly, it's been very difficult for me to get back on my, like, you know, walking for two hours a day and drinking protein shake routine. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. But I will tell you that today for breakfast, I had coffee and I don't eat breakfast. Um, And then for, I had some green beans and an apple for lunch and another coffee. So I keep it real light. Trying to give people an eating disorder. No, Green beans uh, and an apple? I'm sorry. My body does not crave a meal until like night has descended upon the earth. Yeah. Yeah. And then you eat like a 10 ounce ribeye. And then I eat like a a beautiful meal, but I just honestly, it slows me down. People are going to come for you. Green beans and an apple, they're going to come for you. (laughs) I, I do not owe it to the public to, uh, to stuff my face when I'm not hungry, um, I I delight. I delight in a light lunch that I make for myself. So I I hear you. I also I don't make like extravagant lunches, but I do. I like to make lunch. I like to eat a little breakfast and then I do like to have a large dinner meal. I prefer to eat very light throughout the day and multiple coffees. That is my vibe. Um, I like past noon for some reason. Coffee is revolting to me past noon. Okay. Well, now no, now people are turning off our content. So okay. um, I do have to say, actually, I've had a cooking renaissance. So uh. I've started cooking again for Kagan, but I have not now gone people back. are asleep because you no, always no. do this. I'm really into cooking right now for Kagan and then it lasts for maybe a week. In the, in the interim, <laughs> you buy like 18 things off of Amazon, which I then see you return because we share an email. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <gasps> wow.
1: I'm this sorry.
0: is really just calling it me out today. <laughs> um, you need to get your own email because I'm seeing everything. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I do have buyer's remorse. It's true. <laughs> uh, Sometimes <laughs> I can always tell when Lawrence got on a bender cuz Monday morning there's like eight like here's your refund label, Lawrence, oh, here's your <laughs> refund label. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you, Chandler. Thank you for that (laughs) aside. I appreciate it. Um, No, here's the difference though. And this is for anyone else who struggles to cook. Kagan and I were Uber eating every meal. Like, do you know what that means, Chandler? Every time we got hungry- yeah. Every time we got hungry, it was we had to Uber Eats. So, so it's yeah. like you feel the pain in your stomach, and you're starving for food, and now you have to deal with like a forty to minute to an hour wait. Oh, to get and a sometimes burrito it's longer. longer. Sometimes it keeps it's, getting extended. It's it was it just was becoming this like it's a daily stressor, right? Yep. And I was just so over it. I was just over it. And so, and it was just, it was too much. It was too much money. Like I, I can't tell you how many $30 burritos I've ordered. Yeah. yeah. $30 it, for no... a burrito. I actually got dash recently to try and offset some of the costs of Uber or like ordering food. And it really does nothing like those hidden fees, man. No, it's, it's utter chaos. And so, um, so I decided I was like, this is, I can't do this anymore. So I went to the grocery store. I just bought a bunch of vegetables. I brought a I bought some proteins. I bought beans. I just bought different things, and I. This is my approach, and this has made it so much easier and simpler. Instead of being like, because when I cooked before, I found recipes on like half okay, baked let's, harvest. Let's I, it it, it's thirty seconds more. Okay, <laughs> um, jeez, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, um. My point at being is I would like find recipes and be like, okay, yeah, this night I'm making this yep. like, you know, Greek Moroccan rice pilaf with uh, yep. chicken, a chicken skewers. Yep. And then the next night I'm making like a, a stunning mushroom risotto mm-hmm. with, I don't know. You, 30 you get seconds the point. is running out. Now, instead, I just bought ingredients and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to cook up some chicken and some Brussels sprouts. And it's just so much. It's really gone downhill. It's honestly Kagan went from like (laughs) sun dried tomato pasta to here's some boiled chicken and Brussels sprouts. (laughs) Truthfully, it's so much better because A, it's just as delicious and B, it's way less expensive. I'm not buying 18 ingredients for a single meal. Mm -hmm. And C, there isn't all this huge emotional investment. Like I've just spent three hours and $100 making this meal for you. And this like tepid reaction to it is sending me into a blind rage. Like I'm about to amber herd your ass. No, like it is becoming... It's just really streamlined our lives. The air fryer has been incredible. That's my PSA. I'm glad you're liking it. Um, yeah, I I also have like, I've got my capsule collection of meals that definitely stunned Ben. He's constantly struck by how great I am at combining <laughs> ingredients. Um, wow. But, but it's a capsule collection and I don't, I don't really try out new recipes anymore during the week because it's a lot of labor and I've got a small kitchen. I've got about, my countertop space is the size of a cutting board. A large cutting board, and what? that's it. So, anyways, I don't have yeah. the time. So, I don't have the time or the energy, and you know, yeah, it's just a lot. So, I'm into the I'm into the, the, the more basic meals. Um, keep my fast, biggest hack, keep though, it everyone, is Italian chicken sausage. Okay, chicken sausage mm. makes for a delicious addition to pastas, to really anything like. I recently made a like a high protein mac and cheese and added chicken sausage to it and like um, broccoli. Delicious, honestly, delicious. It was ready in twenty minutes. Okay, that is a very good hack. Delicious. I have another hack. This is for people with ovens. Do you have an oven? I don't think of course you do. I have an oven. Of course, I have an oven. Oh, I thought you just had one of those like camping cook stoves. Okay. Um, <laughs> And you're, I've got a, I've got a catering, um, like one of those like lighter fluid things. I just, (laughs) I've got a hot plate. (laughs) Exactly. On like an Ikea cart Mm -hmm. in the middle of your hallway. It's a, it's a fire hazard. Um, no. Okay. So my hack is that basically figure out your ingredients, whatever you're cooking and then whatever the temperature, like if you're cooking, if you're baking chicken, like I baked chicken legs at 400 yeah. degrees and then I wanted mm-hmm. to do two vegetable sides. Um and I didn't want to dirty the air like fryer. So yeah, two vegetable okay. sides to choose from. Okay. I love how you downgrade and you completely like demean my efforts. Uh thank you so much. No problem. Anyway, um all what you do though is I was making green beans and potatoes and so I just googled if I I googled potatoes at 400 how long. Yeah. green beans at 400, how long? So then it was like ch- the chicken legs went in and then five minutes later, the potatoes went in and then 10 minutes later, the green beans Why are you, ever, why are you went running in. through this?
1: Because everyone knows how to took, time
0: stuff. One took 40 minutes, one took 35 and one took 20 and it all came out perfect at the same time. But I wouldn't have known to do that if I hadn't Googled, okay, how long at this time? Everyone Googles, everyone literally, that's half my Google searches are how long for chicken at 425. You know, like everyone knows how at to do the this, but thanks for that non-tip tip. At th- of 31, this just occurred to me and seems okay. like a complete revelation. I'm happy for you. Let's move on. I actually have to make a <laughs> shocking disclaimer to the audience right now. What? After last week when I, I gave everyone all the links for all the spray tans, I need to come clean about something. Oh, gosh. My spray tan gun Is breaking down. Okay. I think I got it in February. (laughs) And I know. So here's what. Here's why. I noticed a little bit of a leak in it like a a month ago. And I was like, this is annoying. But whatever. We'll put some masking tape over it. Not a big deal. Then yesterday went to go use it. It's fully cracking in some places. So I need people to. Not buy this gun or buy it at their own risk because I think I need to buy a more stationary spray tan gun. Like it gets, it absolutely gets the job done. But maybe because I'm also sharing it with a friend and we're constantly transporting it back from apartment to apartment, it's like getting beat up a little bit. And it's, it's just like, like only it's, a, it's only a hundred dollars. It's only a hundred dollars, but I, you know, I'm trying to like save people the hassle. Wow, times are tough on the Upper West Side, they are, bitch. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm I, I will be emailing the company furiously uh, asking for a refund if not a replacement. So, there's my update. Okay, I just have to tell you one thing. I'm absolutely thrilled. I'm so happy my wedding events are finally figured out. Finally, I know the exact dates. Yes, I know okay, what so date we're having the rehearsal dinner, what let's date talk we're about having cuz I want to oh. book plane tickets. Okay, well, we basically I know exactly the dates. I'm not gonna dis. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna Ramona Singer myself and ex- you know disclose the details on a public format. I don't want paparazzi descending upon Cancun. I don't want the sound of helicopters going off as I. No you one's know, gonna do that. Commit my life. No to one's gonna do that. Hey everyone, we're going to be married in Cancun on December second. Um, and you know what? Nobody's going to show up that's not invited. You're not going to have any strag you know stragglers or whatever, any crashers. Listen, nope. I don't want the hotel suing me for the additional security mm-hmm. they need to hire because yeah, of, you know, happen. the descending throngs of people no worries. That won't be an issue. (laughs) Okay. So I'm just so happy because now I can send out the digital invites. I am doing digital invites. Paper invites will probably at some point go out. I don't know. It's uh, that's like for me, the last priority. It's just, everyone needs all the information and needs to be able to book stuff. And I'm so happy because I'm going to be able to do that. Do you think it's super tacky to not have paper invites? Um, I don't think it's in twenty twenty two. It just feels like a big unnecessary thing. I don't know. I you know I don't know what's up or what's down with weddings anymore. I think whatever you want to do is great. Like the thing is too, this wedding has been in the works for so long because of COVID and everything. I think people already know about it. It's not like I don't know. I feel like it's fine. You already posted your engagements. Like, what's the point of even honestly having the wedding? Um, (laughs) You know what, mom told me. What I was like. I was like, yeah, you know, it's just like, oh, it's like so expensive. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I was just kind of talking to her about the guest list and the guest count and all this stuff. Yeah. And anyway, and I, and something came up about just like, um, people like who got save the dates planning on coming or not, right? Yeah. Yeah. And mom was like, mom was like, well, you know, just so you know, like if I got your save the date, your first save the date, and then I, got your change the date card, I would think there was trouble in the waters and I wouldn't be so sure that this wedding was actually happening. (laughs) I love that. I love it when mom like questions the foundation of your relationship to you for literally no reason. I was just like, oh, wow. Thanks, mom. Now I have to worry Mm -hmm. that people are going to assume that they're, you know, Kagan and I got into some crazy fight. Everyone knows that things are getting postponed left and right because of COVID. I just hope no one thinks that Kagan and I had some brawl in Australia, that he wanted his finger to heal. By that time, he walked down. You know, he walked. I mean, I just. I hope I'm never in Cancun. I hope I'm never called to testify. That's all. If you do, you better lie on the stand for me, bitch.
1: <laughs> <sighs> uh, okay. Okay. Should we
0: get into it? Also, I think uh, now that you've talked to me about this for far too long, I actually think it's fine if you don't send out paper invites. I don't think anybody cares, and most of the people who are coming who are coming to this wedding use their email and are fully capable of like marking it down. You know, like I know this wedding. It's not, not, like, wedding to me. It's not like they need the physical. It's just yeah, like a pain thing. You know, it's just like another thing. I mean, to can't deal you with? hire a company to expensive. just like do it? Yeah, but it, then but. Yeah, but you have to pick everything, and you have to—I don't know—it's just one more thing to do. Doesn't matter. Everyone's bored by this conversation. Um, Okay, I am on my way, Chandler, to get a clear and brilliant laser. Okay. Um, I'm a little nervous. On where the office? Yeah, on my vagina. I'm getting clear and brilliant. Um, (laughs) that's what you meant, right? I'm just like, because our parents really hate this podcast so much. I just am in the business right now of just like, let's just go all in. Let's not hold back at all. Yeah, I think so too. I think that the point, you know what? We're adults. We're financially independent. We just need to be free. Um, I finally am ready to admit that I'm getting clear and brilliant on my vagina. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's <laughs> not, it's not be gross. Well, you said chotch. I know. <laughs> That I was your where joke word came from that I, I doubled that word... down on. Yeah, you know, okay, just anyway, hearing those words from you. It's I'm different. getting clear and brilliant on my face. I'm very excited, a little nervous, um, but I'm going today, and I will let everyone know how it goes. Um, I've never it had any to do sort this of in the summer before. I live in Puerto Rico, but I don't just like lay like a lizard in the sun. Like I'm I know my you're always on a 90 yacht. 90 you're-, 90. you're literally half of your weekends are like you splayed out on a yacht. No, that's just how it appears on Instagram. If I probably do a boat ding, thing like ding. once every 6 to 8 weeks. Okay. Wow. How moderate. <laughs> <laughs> You're honestly so humble. Um okay. wait, I have a question for you. Uh oh, yeah. how's your hand? My hand? Yeah, completely healed. Oh, really? That's great. It just- Actually, I knew I would have heard about it if it wasn't healed, but as quickly as the completely gruesome scars came they disappeared it was so amazing amazing so you're not marred anymore and kagan will continue to marry you no and i i did ask him several times i was like is this gonna be a huge bummer for you if this is permanent Mm -hmm. um and he was like that's the real reason why things were postponed i (laughs) exactly kagan was just grappling with you having a, a marred thumb a marred entire hand actually i just want okay, people know that i have a good vocabulary too like i'm not lauren does show it off more but i also have a good vocabulary i mean did you just I see lo- that use of the word marred i just think that that is so you like you articulated that was that i show it off more i'm not intentionally you know no and you know what you're trying want to, to show dazzle off. people you're, you're better vocabulary. at using it you're 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 just better at using it, frankly. But I just I just want to drive that point home on today's episode that I also am smart. Can I tell you are you are Chandler? You are so smart. You are Thank a you very so smart much. person. You should write. You should write a post it and put it in your bathroom window that says, oh "I am a smart girl," so you can read it every day. <laughs> I'm a and smart little. Internalize laugh. it, Lauren. Okay. The last thing I want to talk to you about is that you need to watch Outlander because it will really. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that uh the character Jamie he's going to do something for you. Oh shit. You should watch it. Okay. Um and there might be another wedding postponement, honestly. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Okay, great. Um how, did you start from the beginning cuz I've never seen Outlander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty it's it's honestly pretty good. Ben and I are pretty into it okay great the one thing I really don't want is to be like to watch the show and then become dead set no one can tell me otherwise that I need some like crazy period piece hairstyle on my wedding day that I will come to deeply regret what that is honestly such a niche weird like fear it's not gonna happen and no one's gonna tell you to do a a period piece I don't think you should do an updo you don't understand. Like a- I will probably like become like I need you know the some crazy braids that go down to no, like my ankles. It's not like that. It's not like it's <laughs> okay. not Vikings. Okay, okay. I do have to tell you a funny vocabulary story. Don't though, you have to go really get clear. laser? Yeah one funny story when i one of the guys i was first dating i remember we were texting and uh i said something like oh that's the defining quality of whatever and he said i love it when you use big words like defining (gasps) (laughs) i'm actually surprised that you were dating someone that dumb um like you did usually date smart guys yeah, sometimes you know defining. the body was, the body okay. was a you can, paradise you over can the stop brain. It Right there, you can stop it right there. <laughs> that used big words like defining. I know. Oh God, I hope I you. The, if you ever listen to this podcast, oh, I actually I know exactly who you're you really talking did about. mean you really did mean a lot to me, and I only have fond feelings for you. But you should laugh yeah. at yourself for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, Chandler. What? What do you have to talk about? Some sort of I like. I started to read John Grisham again. And I'm in Oh, it. gosh. Okay. That's all. Just kind of like, just kind of to get back into the habit of reading. Yeah, just to, yeah, having my eyes track across words instead of, you know, like, bikini pictures of you is a good thing for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, I'm doing it, to, I'm trying to fall asleep to, and like read while I fall asleep. And I just want something that I like. I want a, a novel that I don't have to, to work very hard to like. You know, yeah, and and totally. that's the the beauty of John Grisham. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay, well, that's all. thank you, you guys. Today we have Indie Blue on the podcast. This is a very good conversation. Yes, two things about this. One, we did not go in with any sort of agenda. In terms of, like, oh, we have to get all these questions answered. We didn't do any sort of pre-approval of what we asked her. It was, like, we had all your guys' questions organized, but she didn't know what we were going to talk about. And it was a completely organic, free-flowing conversation. And it was just kind of, like, a really amazing discussion. I was floored at the end of it with how, I mean, she's kind of like famous for her vulnerability, I guess you could say, but she was super vulnerable with us. It was also just like chatting with long lost friend sister. Um, and yeah, I like, I admire how honest she was. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And we, we kind of get dive into some subjects that we don't like to talk about all the time, but I think they're important for us to touch on every now and then because people are curious about it. Um, so I guess that's my teaser. Yeah, we talk about Mormonism, her faith transition. We talk about her wedding. She spills big details on her wedding. Yes. I and mean, she really gave us like major exclusives. Yeah, um, we're very lucky. So we just want to say, though, that when you listen to this conversation, it's really the Big first half of it is a conversation of me, Chandler, and Indy about, you know, faith transitions out of Mormonism. It's an honest, completely authentic conversation. And if that's something that is not something you want to hear, if you feel like it could be offensive and, and, you know, not if it's not productive for you, I would just skip past the first 30 minutes. And all we're talking about are like our lived experiences. We understand that people who listen to this podcast, people who we love and adore have different lived experiences within, you know, the, within the Mormon church, within the LDS church. So we respect that. We understand that we're just talking about our own lived experiences. Exactly. And so we just, we really, we just really don't want to offend anyone, but we also want to, you know, really be vulnerable and share our life experiences. I really like that. The term lived experience because i don't know what the alternative is so, like dead experience. it's my truth it's either well i don't know it's like either i say that or my truth which is like chandler's the queen of life the queen of lived experience um okay yeah i actually am did you know that i've lived in <laughs> oh gosh before chandler rattles off that she's lived on both coasts and in la and san francisco we're gonna cut to our interview with indie blue love you guys <laughs> love you Well, 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 today we are joined by one of the internet's most soulful, poetic, and vulnerable creators, Indie Blue. For our listeners who are not familiar with Indie, she was one of the OG bloggers sharing intimate details of her inner world since her first blog in 2008, Miss Independent at the tender age of 11. Fast forward to graduating from high school, she decided to travel the world rather than go to college, capturing the experience adventuring through 30 countries in five years on YouTube and what can only be described as some of the most visually arresting, emotionally expressive and truly romantic depictions of young people traveling the world. She's a talented writer, videographer, video editor, and now brand builder as one of the co-founders of Lonely Ghost, an apparel brand built on the message of connecting with others and openly caring about the world and each other. I believe Indy's gift is her raw, vulnerable authenticity and deep romanticism of her own life, which really can only be described as joie de vivre on steroids. Indy, welcome to the show.
1: Lauren, you are, you are a poet. I've
0: literally never heard Lauren pontificate like that ever before. Oh my
1: gosh. That was, that was so flattering. Wow. Thank you. It's it's really a, it's a big day for me to be here. These are, these are my girls.
0: I just truly am such a fan. I have to tell you, I mean, watching your videos, reading your blogs, following you I just really feel like you're a person who just really resonates with me personally mm-hmm. and so I needed to share with our listeners if they are not familiar which is hard would be hard to believe but if they aren't, you know what a special human being you are. absolutely oh I I feel like you were Lauren and I I don't think are as soulful as we think we are and I think you make me a more soulful person. so I just have to say <laughs> thank you for that.
1: Wow. No that's that's such a compliment thank you.
0: And also and to bring it back to ourselves um once again it's just so we're so flattered that you listen to the podcast. So
1: yeah and you're a patron yeah, person. No, I yeah I had no idea that this uh love was mutual. I thought I was I really like thought I was just like a fan that I just found you guys from Courtney and yeah so to hear this This mutual, oh my gosh,
0: no, absolutely, it's so mutual. I remember when you like posted about like what podcast should I go on or something. I think I sent a screenshot of it to Lauren and I was like, oh my gosh, should we say us? Like, should we say that? (laughs) weird (laughs) if we said that.
1: No, it was meant to happen.
0: Yes, there's really so much that people want us to get into. We got questions about Mormonism, mental health, social media, the internet, lonely ghost, your wedding, everything. So is there anywhere you'd want to start? Is there anything you're particularly feeling compelled to share at this moment?
1: Ooh, I mean, the Mormonism is a hot topic. I kind of went there on my stories last week and mm-hmm. I've, never, I've never talked about it. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not surprised people are flooding you guys with questions.
0: Okay, so I would love to know what your trajectory has been. Because for me, it's it's not super clear and probably yeah. to a lot of people either. And so, you know, yeah, what essentially kind of what your what your journey <laughs> um, to use that phrase or use that word has has been with the LDS Church.
1: So I was born in Utah and you guys are obviously familiar with the culture here. Um, yes. Like truly the most Mormon place you could live on Earth. And I mean, I remember just being told growing up, like, "Oh, you're so special, you're so lucky, like to be born here, to be born into the church um and I feel like i I did have this like moral superiority as a third grader, uh, <laughs> giving Book of Mormons to <laughs> the non Mormon girls in class mm-hmm. <laughs> just <laughs> And being praised the next Sunday, Um, I was total devout Molly Mormon family was super religious. Um, And yeah, I never questioned it was so obedient. And I always say that the church works. If you fit the mold and I always fit the mold,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
1: my family was together. My parents were married. Um, we're white, we're mm-hmm. straight, we're like, there's no reason for this to not work. Um, and so that's kind of why I think I was so into it. And, and just so deep, I guess. And it really wasn't until I started traveling that I yeah mm-hmm. really, I mean, it's hard not to like, just, I was going to Thailand and India and Africa and all these places. And, and I remember, oh, I remember going to India and we were, we visited this slum and it was one of the most heartbreaking days of my life. Mm. We just hung out with these little kids. And I just kept thinking like of what I was told my whole life, like you're so blessed to be born here into this gospel. I just kept thinking, what, why not these little kids? Like, what, Mm -hmm. why did I get so lucky, quote unquote, and then these kids are born into this? And I feel like that's really what got my wheels turning, Mm. Um, just opening my eyes to more life. And I was in Dubai, Abu Dhabi at the mosque, and just reading the just reading everything and really resonating with it and it it hit me for the first time how similar it was to my religion just mm-hmm. in like just in a different language or different you know different stories different right. um yeah and it that was probably my big awakening if you want to call it where I just realized like maybe we're all right instead of me being this lucky girl who was born into the one true church on earth mm-hmm. maybe like who am I to tell these people this beautiful mosque worshiping that they're wrong yeah that, that minds the truth and that I am just so lucky and that's so sad that you were born into this <laughs> and mm-hmm. I wasn't um and it took a long time for me to you know, actually take action or really de-pattern myself, I guess, um, mm-hmm. really what, what the catalyst for me was having a baby. So, wow. okay, yeah. And I, I think, uh, Jack and I, my fiance, we dated in high school and then he went on a mission, he came home early and that was a big point of contention. Like, mm-hmm. I I didn't want to marry a non-return missionary or someone who didn't yeah. com- who's someone who didn't even complete their mission. That's how deep I was. Yeah. And so Jackson and I went on this awful four-year on and off, just terrible. Um, it was it was so toxic, and I really think the the biggest part of why we could never figure it out. Was because there was a part of me that was honestly ashamed of him. Mm. Uh, I loved him so much, but he didn't represent what everyone in my life believed to be a good husband or a good partner. Yeah, Simply because he had a face tattoo and he smokes weed and he doesn't go to church. And Mm -hmm. that kept me away from him for so long. And when we got pregnant accidentally, that was the moment for me to be like, okay, I can't go back now. I don't care what anyone thinks. And I kind of got to start my new family and start. Yeah. You know, Jack and I really have, once we, once we just committed to this baby and to being a family, we've never been better. Like we truly are. I know it's cheesy, but he's totally my soulmate. And, yeah. and I just think that such, you know, it it took me getting pregnant based with that kind of decision to be like, okay, I don't know if this is how I want to raise my child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I and I don't care what any of these people think about me and Jack because I love him. And if they don't get it, that's fine. And that was three, two, three years ago. And since then, it's just been, it's been awesome. I think people that have faith crises, I, you, I always say you go through this phase where you're like, what's real, mm-hmm, <laughs> what yeah. there's, there's no point of reference to hold on to. You're just, no. floating, you're floating out there. Like, okay, so any of this could be real. None of it could be real. And it's, you so have to, oh, scary. go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you have to like rebuild your entire identity from scratch. Yeah. And I think that emptiness of like, what is real? What do I do? What do I believe in? is really scary at first, but I found that that's where I live now and it's very comforting to me. Um, Yeah. You know, it used to be like, oh my gosh, none of this is real. Like what is real? And now it's like, huh, what is real? Like, I don't know. We'll see changes every day. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, so so many things come to mind. The first I think is that I think it's really tricky when you grow up Mormon and you're raised that way because I think that w- one of the key things you're taught is that you need a lot of things to be very specific to be living a good and happy life, mm-hmm. and that yeah. you are not on your own enough. Like literally, you're not to yeah. you can't get, get in- into heaven the highest degree of heaven you need a partner um that partner has to also abide by the same ideology that you do in the strictest way and then you also need to have children and then you know it's there's so much pressure on your kids you know being re- extremely religious in just the same way you are in order to have this eternal family that's promised and i think it's just something that really sets people up to to not feel whole just as themselves. And I think it's really, really difficult and distressing. And, um, and yeah, so it's like, once, once suddenly some part of you doesn't fit that, those expectations and those requirements, then it's not as easy to be, to go with it and be happy because you're having to fight against it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. a negative, suddenly it becomes a negative experience instead of this thing that affirms just all the things about you that are just naturally correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so then you kind of have to, and then I think like for me, it was more that Mormonism made my life so difficult when I was a teenager. Um, uh-huh. when I I felt like there were so many requirements. And that's what made me decide, okay, I need to really examine this because it's just not it's not a casual thing. It's a really big deal to be a part of it. Um, so I'm curious what your experience was like, kind of saying, okay, my life does not look like how, um, they want it to look and what your kind of journey was actually saying, I'm going to now really examine the Mormon church itself. Or did you, what, like, what was that like? Oh
1: man, I've never really told the story, but you guys get the exclusive, my my real faith breakdown. Um, I feel like when you leave the church a lot of people go through this like one foot in one foot out where it doesn't fit your lifestyle anymore and but you're so ingrained in this in the doctrine and the teachings that there's part of you that just and there is still a part of me that loves it but what I mean is like yeah for really up until I had a baby, I was, I would still tell most people I was Mormon that I would like be mm-hmm. traveling or, you know, just because it was like, it's not for me, but I, you know, I still love this and I still believe this. And, uh, I was in that one foot in one foot out for a long time and I was fine with it. I was fine mm-hmm. with I was fine with my Lisa Barlow version of Mormonism. (laughs) And then I was in Paris with two girls that I was friends with. And we, like, we just met through Instagram. So it was, it was like one of my first times hanging out with them. And we were the whole time they had, they had recently left the church and they were just talking about everything, everything. Mm. Like, I mean, just the history, polygamy, um, you know, all of the, all of the hidden stuff that you really just don't ever know about. Um, and I just remember sitting in the back of this Uber, like having a spiral Mm -hmm. because I was okay. I was okay with what I was okay with my position with the church. I didn't want to hate it. And I didn't want to like, I didn't care to really even look up history or any of that. I just, I was, I was fine with my position in it. And I just had these girls like talking amongst themselves. And I remember just feeling like I was going to pass out in the back mm. of this Uber. Like my reality just like crumbled in front of my eyes. And, right. and that really was kind of the beginning of me just like, you know, just doing my own reading and my own research. And it really is just fascinating. It's It's just fascinating that you can really, um, learn something and believe in it your whole life. And there's just a lot, there's just a whole, you know, it's just the tip of the iceberg. and There's so much yeah. that, that right. we don't know. I mean, and, and that's where I got, I guess.
0: No, I, I feel like that was a similar trajectory for me. Like I, once I found out some of the more like startling um, truth claims that weren't actually truth, Like it was just, it became so impossible for my brain to reconcile all the things that I had to do to like, to be in the religion and also feel like I'm an honest person. And I had to just explain in my brain, like the the hoops that I had to jump through mentally were just so exhaustive. Yeah. And, but it was also this like terrifying moment of just like, wait, how did I believe a lie for so Mm -hmm. long? How did I, I just never thought to like, to question very basic things and then I think you look around and then, you know, if, I mean, for me, it was like talking to people who were okay with the lies and were just like, you know what, like the other parts of it are true to me. So like, I'm, I'm just sticking with it. And, you know, at the end of the day, I just had to choose, like, I just had to choose to be fully honest with myself. And even if that meant like the scary process of like, I don't know what's, what's real. I don't know what hap- what happens after yep. this. I don't know what my identity is, but you know what, like, I at least know what's truth. Mm-hmm. But I think. And, and another thing you were saying about, you know, liking being, you know, one foot in one foot out, or at least having that, that phase, it's like Mormonism is our heritage. And yes. I always, and it's, and it's our family. It's our extended family. It's like everything that I've ever known. And so it's not this thing that I can just like get rid of ever. It's Turn like your a layer back of on. skin. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just like never be able to like shed this layer of skin that I have that is like Mormon, even mm-hmm. if I don't believe in it anymore. And so it's just, it's such a hard thing to like fully leave behind. And I think that's, I mean, I'm sure that's really bonding for you and Jack, because both of you have that like shared history and process.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I really can't imagine dating someone that didn't grow up Mormon. It Mm -hmm. would just, you would be able to tell them things, but they wouldn't fully get it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that, um, Something I do want to say that I, anytime I even vaguely speak about the church, I get these messages that say like, leave it alone. Like, why can't people just leave it alone? (laughs) And I hate that because I spent 20 years in this. I spent, I spent, I dedicated my entire life. It's not like I'm just picking a religion to shit on, you know, if, if I just, you know, the Catholic church, I just wanted to just go after them. And I and I really never had an experience. (laughs) It would be weird. Departure on your Instagram, just like (laughs) I could do it, but but that's just to me. It's like it's not like I'm just randomly wanting to spread lies about the church and lead people astray. That I I also went through this too. It's it's your lived experience,
0: and you so you have every right to talk about your lived experience. And I think that I also feel very like turned off by those messages because it's like, okay, so I have to be silent about what I went through myself because it's uncomfortable for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't. I, I think one of the things you said, Chan, about people believing lies necessarily, I don't think that's really how, I mean, maybe some of them, but I think a lot of them just have no clue because they're, you know, told yeah, not I mean, to read or examine any sort of I mean, external sources of information. It's framed as anti-Mormon literature. Mm-hmm. And so, Really? I think there's just so much that a lot of people don't know. I don't want to alienate anybody who's like still a believing Mormon. I just, from my experience, like every person who had like, who had been faced with some of these, like, you know, some of these things about the Mm. early church, like chose to look past them because they, they chose to believe in other aspects of the church. And maybe that is belief and faith for people. And that's okay. You know, it's just like that for me was too big of a pill to swallow.
1: Well, on that note, I really, I want to add that to me, it takes way more faith to stand outside of a religion you've grown up your whole life in. Right. And when you have no idea what's on the other side and everyone is telling you you're wrong. Mm -hmm. To me, that is the most most faith I've ever shown in my life. Well, it's like, it's it. it's a
0: it's a journey of living with true integrity according to your mm-hmm. true beliefs according to what you believe to be true it's actually much harder because people always say like oh they couldn't handle the rules and it's right. they couldn't handle how tough you know all the yeah. hours at church all the everything that's required they couldn't live up to it they always frame it as like something you can't live up to right um like you're not a good enough person and that's actually it's the complete opposite is true like the journey away from it is one of, of living in your integrity of having the courage to do so in spite of, you know, grappling with a ton of fear, reconstructing your entire worldview and, and how you approach the world, your morals, everything you have to suddenly recreate and figure out from scratch. And yeah, it's, it's actually like the, one of the most, um, I think, you know, valuable and important things you can, or it's, it's a journey of, that's a journey of integrity and it's framed uh-huh. as the opposite, which is just so interesting. I mean, especially when you're told that you will never be truly happy again. That like you're yeah. I mean, I feel like to some people, and I don't know if we're just totally like spiraling now, but I, I just feel like to some people they think perhaps that like I'm not actually truly happy, that I still have this void.
1: That gets me all the time. Cause mm-hmm. I'll be doing I'll be doing really well in life. And then I'm like, oh, but these people still think yes. <laughs> deep down. I'm miserable. <laughs> If anything,
0: the last thing I'm just going to say is like, if anything, I feel like my destiny and who the person I could be just exploded. It was just like, well, anything's possible. I can be any type of person and that's okay. Like my, so one of the questions we got for Indy that I guess I'm going to answer, and we can also have Indy answer one of the the (laughs) questions. Someone said, it's what (laughs) advice do you give for someone questioning their faith? Um, And my advice is, is that this, what you're doing right now, this journey you're on is going to be one of positivity and expansion. Like, yeah, you're going to go through hell. Um, you're going to go through some really dark times and it's going to be really tough, but ultimately it's going to be one of the most positive, expanding, life-affirming journeys you can go on. And it's, and not to, you know, not to, I, not to come at it from a place of fear, in my opinion. Mm
1: -hmm. I totally agree. Um, Yeah, I. I would say my advice is that you have, I mean, this is so teal swan of me, but you have all the answers (laughs) within you already. Yeah. And I think one thing that I really struggled with after leaving the church was, or even in the church, I, I mean, I thought the reason Jackson was struggling on his mission was because I didn't have the Holy ghost. Wow. I blamed it all on myself. Um, and it's, so that was really hard because I you know they you you're kind of taught that you have these connections, these channels to God, to the Holy Ghost. But there's all these requirements like you said, there's these you have to take these steps to access that. And after leaving the church, I felt spiritually like bankrupt, like I had nothing left and I had to remember that those things are still accessible to me at any time. I don't need to meet any requirement to talk to God or you know that's re- that was really comforting to me to remember that the things I believed in the church I can still believe in. Um the, yeah. things, the things that feel good to me it's not void now that I left the church. Those things still stand outside of this religion and I still choose to believe a lot of the things that comforted me in the church.
0: Absolutely. And I think that one of the really key things is that you can still ha- like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't have any, maybe I did when I first went through my transition out of it mentally when I was really young, but ultimately like I don't have any sort of weird negativity toward it in my in my opinion like I feel like now I'm well past that and I just feel like oh this is something that's sort of that can be useful to certain people that are looking to have a certain mm-hmm. si- sort of psychological experience you don't have to have I guess this anti- approach to it you don't have mm-hmm. to be antagonistic toward it you can just kind of see it for what it is as a tool certain people use and it's a tool that's at some point becomes not useful for you know at a certain point in other people's lives yeah so yeah, totally. Anyway. Okay. So moving on from that stuff, from Mormonism stuff, I would love to know kind of talking about understanding that everything is within you. I feel like you're a really spiritual person and you share a lot of the beliefs you have and things that help your mental health and help you live your fullest life. And, and, you know, I, there are some questions about how to be your highest self and how to go on kind of a spiritual journey so I'm curious if if you can give any advice to our listeners who are interested in a, a spiritual path
1: outside of a religious framework yeah totally um I think yeah when when I had seven I I had a really transformative. Mushroom experience. Yeah. That kind of kicked me off on this little spiritual journey I've been on. And what it really has been is just finding my way back to my seven year old self, like who I am at my Mm. core. Yeah. I think, (laughs) I just think that, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that makes the most sense, right? We come to earth as our pure selves in our true essence and then it gets it gets molded away and yeah and I think that might be the goal (laughs) is just is as simple as that like who were we before we got told who we were by everyone else Mm -hmm. and I'm someone that really listens when other people tell me about myself and growing up on growing up on the internet and having a platform I yeah, probably two years ago, I realized how much I had been internalizing everything, good or bad, yeah. um, everything. And it just, yeah, probably a year ago, it hit me that I felt like I didn't know myself at all. Um, and if anything, that's all my spiritual practices. It's just trying to like connect to myself, trying to get back there because yeah, I, I had, I just listen to so many people who have opinions about me tell me how they perceive me and then I accepted that as the truth. And mm-hmm. it really just messed up my self-worth. And so that's been my that's been my thing the last little while is just working on my self-worth. And it's it's really little things. I was telling Jackson the other day that um, <laughs> we were getting massages and I had this knot in my back and I told the girl about it beforehand. Mm -hmm. She never, she never went to the knot. And I was so mad, but I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. (laughs) And then I just, it sounds so stupid, you guys, but it was so hard for me to tell this girl to massage the spot that I needed. And I, but I did it because that's like, I don't know. It's little things like that that yeah. I realized my self-worth was so low that I couldn't even, you know, ask for this girl that I'm paying $200 to massage my back. I couldn't even tell her mm-hmm. to, you know, massage the spot I needed. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the best example, but I like it because it's so simple. It's like, that's low self-worth. And I think just moments where, moments where you can show God, show the universe that you believe you're worth it. Um, do you guys get what I'm saying? Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like what you're speaking to is this, like maybe a a poisonous people pleasing, which I feel like I kind of have where I am so afraid of, um, of somehow lowering someone's perception of me that I yes. will harm myself, you know, in <laughs> in the interim or whatever, like, uh-huh. you know, and it's so it's, it, here's the thing. It's easier for me to just like, uh, cut myself down internally versus to like have that external interaction where i'm worried how if someone's like thinking less of me like mm-hmm. and I, I the the you know massage therapist example is like honestly perfect because it it's just such a thing where it's like this is so clear cut you should just be able to like ask for something and vocalize yeah. your just something very normal but even that is a lot to ask of yourself mm-hmm. at times so i i fully feel that i mean yeah i um i recently have had my own kind of plant medicine journey. And I want to echo what you say. I think that if you're looking to go on this kind of path and experience, you know, nothing's guaranteed, but experience a real moment of spiritual transcendence, that that is a very fast way to do it. You don't have to read a book. You don't have to get up and meditate every morning for two years. Like you can just you know, ingest some plant medicine, hopefully with, you know, a, a good practi- practitioner <laughs> or a healer or with someone who knows what they're doing. And that can completely, I feel like it completely changed my brain and my life. So oh, I just absolutely want to endorse yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. And honestly, Lauren, i I noticed the change in you so interesting. Like I, I feel like a totally different person and I, this podcast isn't about me. So I want to turn it back to Indy, but, um, (laughs) but, but yeah, I just, anyway, I just really love what you said. And it's so true. Honestly, I think the thing that it changes in your brain too, is not just a self-worth thing. It's also a thing of being less afraid of other people, like less afraid of having a moment of friction where it's like, Oh, you're just, you're asking for someone to change what they're doing. You're asking, you're just creating maybe not even negativity, just a slight moment of neutrality yeah. and being less afraid of just of being, of being open and honest and saying, oh, mm-hmm. can you do this differently? Like that is, it's just crazy. We are walking around in the world trying so hard to be what other people want us to be. Mm-hmm. And then it gives, I think it gives you the courage to just show up as you are and not be afraid of people perceiving who you are.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. That's really where I've gone in the last few months. I feel like I spent specifically the last two years um, as a boss, as a friend, as a daughter, as everything trying to meet this expectation that these people want me to be. But I never get there, ever. So I just, you know, I finally was like, okay, this is the cycle that keeps repeating. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I just show up as myself, that can break the cycle. And a lot of people still misperceived me and I just had to deal with that. Right. Right.
0: Well, I think Guys, this is, I'll just really quick. This is very inspiring for me because I've also had my, my plant medicine experiences, but both times I don't think I've taken enough So I've just had like, um, like the first time I, I did mushrooms, I just listened to like a lot of third eye blind and like, (laughs) that was the extent of my trip. It was a beautiful trip. I'll be honest, but it wasn't transcendent in the way that I maybe expected it to be. So I'm inspired. Stay tuned. We'll see maybe this summer.
1: I want to hear about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so exciting. Okay. Um, okay. Can we talk about your wedding? Because. I, yes. is there anything you can tell us we are all frothing at the mouth for details
1: um yes let's talk
0: oh my gosh <gasps> what okay do you,
1: what do you guys want to know
0: okay well everything I did hear on another <laughs> podcast when you said the the dress code is met gala and I just want to say I love the idea and this is something I want for my own wedding of asking people to really turn it out
1: yeah mm-hmm. and you know what? you know why it's because I mean, you guys love pop culture, so you'll get it. But it's like, you watch these movies and you watch these celebrities, you know, wear these incredible outfits, these incredible events. It's like, when do us normies ever get that? Right. Right. Never. So like, Never. I just, I just want to give my friends an opportunity to, yeah, show up.
0: Yeah. And, and I think there's something fundamentally enlightened about not needing to like, like, of course you're going to be the center of attention. It's your wedding day, but of not being afraid of other people in bold, beautiful looks, yeah. like mm. really feeling themselves.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So, so cool. Um, what, what else, um, people want to know is it be a big wedding or a small wedding. Oh, go
1: ahead. I was going to say Courtney was a help on the dress. She doesn't <gasps> even know it. Oh my uh, gosh in a roundabout way because I you you know I trust her like yes, for fashion course. for fashion advice more than anyone so I sent her a picture of the dress and I was expecting a very grand reaction and it wasn't and oh, that wow. was a that was a red flag for me and okay. I was like and she said she was like I love it I just wish it showed your body more I think she said okay she's like, she's like you she's like I wish it showed your body more I'm like huh take note hell yeah uh, like she knows me so well um <laughs> so a, a week later I was scrolling my explorer page and just this random dress popped up and I was like that's the one and it's oh my gosh I'll send you guys a picture I'm not like <gasps> It's, it's, we, we are it's beyond
0: blessed. I'll delete it off my phone immediately after, I promise. This is like beyond. That's what I had to do for Lauren's dress. I'm <laughs> so excited.
1: Oh my gosh. Wait, I'll more? send her a no. of mine too. I, yeah, I want to see yours.
0: Um, no, I will totally share. I feel like, um, Courtney is just so great in the way that I don't know. I feel like I've had so many moments like that where I've brought her ideas of what I wanted to wear, certain things. And she just has like the perfect commentary of like, mm, this is what we want to tweak. This is, you yeah. know, right. this is what we need to see more of. Maybe this is what we need to see less of. Yeah. Um so she's a perfect person to get that input from. Can you tell us about the size of the wedding? Is it large? Is it small? It's also really, a, really small. location. Like is or at least where state-wise is it going to be in Utah, somewhere else? And you can so keep we, anything just, a secret. Look-
1: yeah. I know. It's like, I'm like, what do I keep a secret? It's fine. I mean, it's yeah, whatever. I'll figure out how to make it a secret somehow. I'll just <laughs> like, but it's we're we got the venue last week. I'm just, it's so oh exciting my gosh. to just like cross that off a list. <gasps> um it's in Santa Barbara. Oh my gosh. And it's just oh, at wh- an Airbnb. Okay, okay. okay. And it's yeah, super small. Just like, I okay. mean, honestly. I'll say like less than 40 people.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I love that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I filmed weddings my whole life. Yeah. Like, and Utah weddings are just so Utah. And I I just, yeah, it was, I feel like every wedding I filmed, the bride was talking to her parents, friends all night and her Mm -hmm. like random neighbors. And like, I'm like, I just, I want everyone at my wedding to be people that really like root for me and Jack and like love yes. us and know us, and yeah, <gasps> I mean, oh my gosh,
0: truly, the freedom when it comes to and I think I heard you either write about it or say it, but the freedom when it comes to uh, paying for your own wedding is just oh, yeah. so worth it. It's my mom,
1: move. yeah, my mom wants to help. She's like, Indy, like I want to help, I want to help. And I'm like, you have to understand that helping at this point is just like nodding along with all of my. ideas." Mm-hmm. Yeah, (laughs) yes, because there's really no incentive for me to listen to anyone at this point.
0: Yeah, right, and you shouldn't, right? It's yours. (laughs) Yeah, and wait, is it in the next year? Is it next year? Um,
1: it's in the next six months. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah. I just want to say that I think Utah weddings are stunning, really. I do, and you know, I would have been thrilled with the Utah wedding. I think it's just if you've and I say that though, with the caveat that like, I did a little bit of wedding photography back in the day. I think if you were in that world at all, you've just seen it so much. Yeah. Yeah,
1: So overexposed
0: to it. So it just, doesn't feel as special if you were not in the industry before.
1: I I totally agree. It's the fact that I've just feel like I've been to every venue here and I've seen every photo in front of the map. Like I just, for my personal self, I just like, didn't want to get married here.
0: Yeah. in Santa Barbara- is just, I mean, I have, I like when you said that I got the chills, Santa Barbara is utterly stunning, perfect, yeah. stunning. I mean, you're going to be a stone's throw for Megan Markle. I hope they get an <laughs> invite. They might go.
1: They uh, might. Go. I'll invite them.
0: <laughs> I have to tell you, honestly, I didn't realize, I don't even, I had no idea just what it would be like to be Famous until we put the call up for questions for you because the amount, the sheer amount of questions we got was flooring.
1: Oh God, I'm sure. Well, I was like, Like, wow, this
0: is what it's like to actually be really successful. Here's
1: (laughs) I was literally trying to take
0: a screen recording and I was like, my thumb is getting fatigued from just like swiping like (laughs) through all these questions.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: Oh, I'm wait, Uh, can I ask you what style of photography you're gonna do for your wedding?
1: okay, that's like the one thing I don't know.
0: okay. so so you don't know if you can do like fine art film or
1: well, it's so all of my friends I feel like are photographers or videographers yeah. but yeah. I want them all in my wedding. yeah yeah. and so I'm still stuck there. I really my best friend Davis he's this amazing amazing film photographer and I might just like, have him work, put him on the clock for a few hours. Cause he's I, so good.
0: I adore Davis. Uh, the video of him with your, with your son is just, I, I think Davis in the St. George video. Is this the same Davis? Yes. 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 It's true. He's spectacular.
1: Yeah. You guys should get Davis on the pod. Oh
0: that my gosh. That would be, I cool. also just, I just saw the photo Phoebe Bridgers posted that he took
1: I know I die like he's insanity friends. he has the craziest life because he's friends with every celebrity and oh I ne- I never I never try like I never um you know I never really tried to take advantage of all of his connections even though I probably should. Yeah. but I think it's out of the hope that someday Phoebe Bridgers and I will yes you know run into each other mm-hmm.
0: absolutely wait you lived in LA for a little bit didn't you
1: yeah, I lived there for almost a year, right before I got um pregnant. Where where were you
0: living? I was in Echo Park. Okay, okay. Yeah, somebody, I didn't realize that, and someone also asked, like, you know, what was living in LA like, and kind of what made you return to Utah?
1: I mean, I loved living there. I just came home because I got pregnant. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason. I I, yeah, I mean, what's crazy is I don't miss it. And I've yeah. been I've been back and I'm just like, "Oh, I, I don't miss this place." But yeah, I was really sad to leave, honestly.
0: I mean, yeah, you've built a beautiful life in Utah with Jack and Seven and Zero now, so it's yes. it's really wonderful and and I do think like I lived in LA for a little bit and it's it's a great place, but um you can definitely have more space and more of like a a great life at times in Utah. Yeah. Wait, can we talk about your house because I am so incredibly jealous. Oh, it is my house. incredible.
1: Thank you. It's seriously like it almost killed me trying to get it. I don't know how I survived. Um it was a lot of miracles. <laughs> yeah. Just like a, I truly like I won't even tell the story online because it's so embarrassing. Um just all like the hoops I had to jump through to get this house, <sighs> but it was divine. And I'm so thankful.
0: I just think that it's such an, ex- it's clearly such an extension of you and your aesthetic, and it feels just, it feels very indie blue. The house does, and mm-hmm. it's so <laughs> spectacular. Can you tell us what your favorite part of it is? Anything people don't know about it that you just love? Um,
1: Let's see.
0: And it can be your bathtub that people know, because that
1: would be my I mean, favorite part. I I cried when I took my first Ugh. bath, like I sobbed. It was, oh my gosh. um, the backyard is probably my favorite part. We just got grass and we're right on the lake and it's just like the craziest view of the mountains. And we're just now that it's what warm, we're just outside all day long. And seven just runs around with a oh puppy. My gosh. Mm. And I just, no, I, we lived in an apartment for three years on the fourth floor and I never took seven out. I was the worst mom. I would take him on walks in the hallway because I didn't want to like go go downstairs. So, so the fact that we can just like walk out to grass, I it feels like I won the lottery.
0: It's so interesting how, I mean, it's just, I just feel like your environment where you live, it is just so worth the investment because it just changes the energy of your everyday life in the most significant way.
1: Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely feel like I outgrew my last environment yeah, which was another reason why it made everything so hard. And to be here, it just, I mean, the, what's so crazy about this house was like, I mean, just walking through it before it was even built, it, it felt familiar in the creepiest way. Like I was like, I've been here before, like, I, this is familiar to me. Like I just feel like this was supposed to be our house. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um speaking of speaking of kind of locations, environments, can I ask you a few travel questions? Yeah. Because people people are very curious if you would ever live. So this is kind of moving on to travel. Where would you live outside the US if you were going to, if you decided to depart the homeland?
1: Um, okay. So that's my favorite place is Japan. I don't know if I would live there. Mm, Okay. I might, I might say like Bali. Oh, interesting. Um, Bali, especially the, the, I want to say like the West side is all Australians and, um, really, really cute. It's, it's very Westernized. And I just feel like, would be livable. Like I could still get my cute acai bowls and then head to the rice field after, I don't know. I would be, yeah. it would be so fun. It's yeah. so
0: interesting once you, I don't know, it's so interesting once you start traveling a lot because you just realize just, and this is so dumb, but just how varied and large the world is and how many varied experiences there are. And you just get so stuck I feel like if you yes. are living in a place for a long period of time without traveling um and so it's just so cool to be to have had so many experiences like you've had and be like oh I the western side of bali i could have an amazing life.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's just crazy because i really was non-stop traveling like uh, for 2 years i was going out of the country twice a month i think. Wow. I don't know how i did that, but now I'm finally getting that itch to like get back out. So,
0: can I? I have a question about li- living in Utah. Obviously, it's influencer culture is pretty intense there. How Swinger do your
1: culture's
0: huge? <laughs> Swing your culture's huge. Okay, what are do you <gasps> have any thoughts oh you'd like to share about Mom Talk with Please. our audience?
1: <laughs> okay, my hot take is that have you guys seen Under the Banner of Heaven? Oh yes, I have at least. I have my, not yet. My opinion is that the the polygamy to swinger pipeline is real. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know. Uh huh. Uh-huh.
0: I mean, I heard about it when I was a college student there. That there were swingers in Draper. I felt like
1: that was like one break. of the essential you guys, truths. people have someone messaged me and said my very neighborhood is a swinger neighborhood. Oh my gosh! So, like the upside
0: down pineapple shit. Yeah, I just I can't.
1: I don't know. People,
0: yeah. I people it's, need to be. You know having a sexual renaissance in the early 20s
1: so that they can be normal when they're married. There it is. There's my hot take. Yeah, no, it makes sense when you think about how many girls especially don't have any exploration of their sexuality oh and they can walk down at age 20. It's like, yeah, cool. it, makes, it makes sense. And like, you, you see these sexy
0: videos of, you know, these moms and you're like, of course you want to like show off your hot body. Of course you want to like, you know, yeah, shake totally. it. Yeah. Like that's so normal because you're hot and you feel confident and maybe you're just like a little bit starved, starved of attention. And that's so fine. It's just like, unfortunately, yeah. You know, you, anyways, I don't want to get in hot water, but my totally makes sense to me. My hot take is that people deserve to have the experiences they want to have. And as long as it doesn't harm other people, of course. Um, and so, yeah, if 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 they're a bunch of happy swingers and daybreak, there's probably drama. But that's just like a that's them playing with reality in their own way. And yeah. right, I'm all I'm Live all it up, about baby. It. Um, it. It does make me worried about my spray tan usage because I feel like I'm one or two shades away from like fully being like one of them.
1: Taylor Frankie Paul. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> I just want her to be to cut off that hair Ugh. and to scrub even just if she could have scrub. her hair be lower like lower back level not butt level and then scrub off that self-tanner I just feel like how the about, t- TikTok would be a would be a cleaner place how about just fresh bath water in between rinses <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry oh Taylor for listening much love we'd love to have you on the pod you guys should have her <laughs> on I'm
1: yeah. sure she would
0: I'm sure she would oh my gosh um yeah I'll have to cut I'll have to cut out that part so we still potentially can (laughs) no I mean the thing is obviously obviously the thing is they know what they're doing like yeah yeah their whole point is for people to talk like they're not doing normal showering videos on purpose or normal hair washing tutorials on purpose um okay but back to Indy so Indy you are on pop apologists this is not you know Brene Brown's newest newest platform so we if we should probably get back to our brand our home base can you tell us some of your favorite guilty pleasures favorite
1: celebrity couples oh thank god you guys (laughs) this is the stuff i want to talk about okay um since it's kanye's birthday today i'll give him a shout out i i um can't condone many of his actions but as a controversial celebrity he is he is up there among my guilty pleasures mm-hmm. yeah yep
0: that, listening to his music following what he's doing just kind of all of it
1: um i mean it's it's the music mainly for me but yeah. i love his i love his twitter ants i love when he calls chris <laughs> chris jong un <laughs> um there's just he's just a spectacle that i enjoy keeping up with yeah
0: he is I endlessly to- entertaining I hate to make this comparison, but here I go. I feel like Kanye is a tastemaker, like Courtney Gro is a tastemaker. You know, yeah. Thankfully, she's slightly less unhinged, but you know, <laughs> they're just
1: they're tastemakers. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a a good guilty pleasure. We're definitely obsessed with Housewives. Um, we met Whitney Rose the other day. Or I've met her a few times, but I was at an event with Jack, and she was there, so I introduced. Mm him to her and i was like oh he's a huge fan uh um, and i and i meant of the show but she thought i meant of her and it was so awkward she would she like didn't really know how to respond <laughs> and she was like oh well i'm a huge fan of both of you and, and he wanted to kill me like he still he still wants to kill me for that but we yeah we love housewives um Obsessed.
0: What do you think is going to happen with Jen Shaw? Can you speak on this? Oh my
1: gosh. I. Free my girl Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I. The title I... of this episode. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's like I, I realize I have to be careful what I say because. I, I just think she's entertaining and I just, would I know I would just be sad if we were ripped away.
0: I know. From, from I know. Ben so soon. It feels way too soon. Her, her star is just barely starting to burn,
1: but it's not looking good for her. Right. I
0: know she's like fully going in. Like I'm completely innocent, which is just like not a good look. Cause it doesn't look like she's completely innocent. Yeah. You know, I haven't been following, uh, there's been another trial I've been distracted by, so I've not been following the <laughs> trial, but <laughs> I thought it was supposed to have started already. Yeah, that's what I thought. She Wait, yeah, but she then I feel like I haven't heard anything about it. Can you yeah. guys imagine if Camille from Johnny Depp's team was like the prosecution for Jen Shaw? Oh, Can you gosh. imagine what that would be like?
1: That would be amazing.
0: Amazing. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. Wait. Do you want to talk about your thoughts about johnny depp lauren am i going off the rails do you have other things you want to get to please do no no go for it
1: i my entire knowledge of the johnny depp trial is from the patreon so (laughs) okay so you've been
0: indoctrinated Um,
1: yeah and i i really agree with everything you guys have to say oh thank you Um, i mean to me the yeah i think I just think you can already see the effects that, are, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, do you guys see like Brad Pitts wanting to, yes, take down Angelina now? I just think yes. like it's it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be, there's gonna be some residual. I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. The fallout's gonna be really interesting. But anyway, moving on from Johnny and Amber because we have spoken ad nauseum about that. Um, someone wanted to know. This is crazy. They say, "What is your favorite part about the Pop Apologist Patreon?" No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite thing about Chandler and Lauren Bloodsell? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Someone a lot of people wanted to know about when we can expect the book. Yes.
1: Um, I don't know. Writing a book is so hard. And I doing it all on my own, like, I don't want to work with the publisher, mm-hmm. because I think I think the pressure of that would be counterproductive. I don't think yeah, so. I, I think if I can just like, to be honest, I know, I, I know I have people that want to read my book. So if I self publish it on Amazon, like I could do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would just rather write the story and then get it out there and so mm-hmm. i don't know i i want to say like my goal is to just finish it by this year so
0: it's a lot you also so, have a brand yeah. Yeah. A wedding Been very busy let's talk about lonely ghost please okay. um do it. Obvi- obviously you just had another massively successful drop with ghosted garments can you give us like tease us what's next uh, you you do so much give us a little bit
1: um yeah we're busy 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 like i i don't know what happened but it's fully taken off to where you know i see people in lonely ghost every time i go out It's crazy. and i think my big goal for 2022 is honestly that i wanted to expand the brand past my influence um and that was kind of always my goal since starting it. Uh, the brand used to be called Indie the Label when we first started. Mm. And I never liked it. I never liked having my name in it. I didn't want to be the face. Um, I And so I've always kind of envisioned this, what's happening. Um, so that's really cool. It's like it's finally spreading to where it used to be. If you're wearing a lonely ghost hoodie, you could go talk about how much you love seven because mm. they probably followed me and you it's a very niche like you know yeah. and so for it to be spreading to where people are just wearing it because it's cool I don't know that's so to me that's like the biggest accomplishment of the year but yeah we have we have so many fun collaborations coming up and we're wanting to expand new stores. Ooh. new locations that's kind okay of what bronson's really really working on right now is store please say
0: new york i would die
1: oh yeah we like our east coast people are crazy they love yeah. they love lonely ghosts so new york is definitely high on the list
0: okay good um yeah we got a ton of questions about new brick and mortar locations for lonely ghosts so that is super super exciting um I have a question about your music taste because I just love all your, and sorry, it's a little bit of a departure, but I just love all of your music taste. Do you have any sort of public Spotify playlist, anything people can follow, anything I can follow personally?
1: Dude, thank you. That's truly the nicest thing you said, even after all the nice things you said at the beginning. Ah. Well, tr- no, someone, I mean, that, when someone yeah, says I have a it. good taste in music, that's, no, that's so nice. Um, I have an Apple, I have Apple music. I need to get Spotify. Like, Please, yeah, I'll, that's so nice. I'll, I'll definitely make more playlists.
0: Yeah, that would be, a, that would be amazing. Um, I have yeah, a question that, back to go ahead go for it. Go for it, Jim. Real quick. Back to lonely ghost. I was driving on I-15 headed South, saw the fudging billboard that's copying you. <laughs> like I was, I was enraged on your behalf. And honestly, we like barely knew each other at that point. And I have to know, like, how do you freaking handle that? Like, I just, I don't know. It, it is like imitation is, you know, a sincere form of flattery, but it's just like, it's so cheap of brands to do. And it's just such a bummer.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know why the billboard didn't bother me that bad. Really? Like, no. it, And I don't know why it's like, You're a more enlightened person, honestly. It's just, to me, it shows how much I love you say it back is, I mean, in the zeitgeist of Utah, even I just, it's, to me, it's kind of flattering and, and I don't know why the billboard didn't bug me that bad because people will copy me and it'll piss me off. But that one just kind of was like, oh, that's funny. I mean, it's, it's definitely cool. It's like, it's, it's on a
0: level. It is very cool and very flattering. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you honestly are a very enlightened person. So I, I commend you.
1: No, 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 no. People know me as the girl that like gets mad at everyone for calling her. So, (laughs) so this was just, um, this was a rare occurrence. (laughs) I
0: personally, I love the, the whole, like, there are so many ways to say, I love you message.
1: Um, thank you. I love that one too.
0: Yeah. Just such, I don't know. I just feel like the, the spirit and vibe of all of the messaging is just so wonderful and special. And I just think it's such a, such an amazing brand. So cool. So I literally want sweatpants, sweatshirts, everything that says this song reminds me of you. That's like one of my favorite things you've ever done.
1: Oh, I'll send you some. We just came out with new colors.
0: Oh my gosh. Really? Okay. I am I beyond you,
1: blessed. You do not have to. Oh, I got you.
0: Wait, can I ask you a sizing question? What's, because yeah. I like the oversized look. And yes. so what, if you want it to be oversized, but you're, uh, you know, you're generally a small in actual clothing size, what size do you recommend?
1: I wear large, like every, you wear large. Okay. Yeah. Um, just cause I share with Jackson. He always wants me to, he always <laughs> wants to share but our large is like the perfect oversized. Okay. Yeah. I Amazing. agree.
0: I actually recently got a sweatshirt from another brand and I was hoping it was going to fit like yours. It did not. Actually, I'm taking it to a tailor Amazing. and I will never stray again <laughs> because you guys have sizing down pat.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs>
0: um. Okay. It's just it's not your sex life, girl. What are your thoughts? Laura, you, your, um, your sound went weird, went wonky, (laughs) right? As you were asking about her sex life. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was so crazy. Oh my gosh. I just can't believe it. Go ahead. While you get your sound right. Someone also asked, how does it feel to be that bitch? And also that mom.
1: (laughs) I'm obsessed with your
0: fans.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, someone asked about my sex life. Yeah. They said they wanted to know, sorry,
0: everyone for the sound difficulties, but they wanted to know, um. Tell us about your kinks, girl. <laughs> oh my god! What's your sex life like? Tell us about your kinks, girl. <laughs> People are crazy. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't mean for you to actually answer that. I just thought it would be funny. Does not call
1: her daddy, okay? Not yet. Oh, I, I, I did the Sophia podcast. Oh yeah, how and, was that? Oh, it was good. Except we got so drunk, and I ended up <laughs> telling the story of how I lost my virginity. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow, That's the uh, secret sauce. No pun intended. So Jackson would absolutely kill me if, (laughs) if I even went there this time.
0: (laughs) No, no. Our parents do unfortunately listen to this podcast. So even if you did, we would not be keeping it in. So don't worry. I love that by the way. Oh I Deb, Deb's
1: not listening to this shit, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> I know. Deb's already heard me say I did mushrooms and Lauren talk about her mushroom journey. So yeah, she's for sure turned it off by now. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right. Well, Indy, truly thank you so much. You've been so vulnerable and shared so much. Thank you for the exclusives. And just honestly, I I'm so, so happy we did this. Thank you.
1: Thank you guys. That was so fun. We love you. I love so you. So fun
0: all right I hope you guys love today's episode I wanted to remind you to please share the episode share an episode that you love of Hub Apologists on your Instagram stories provide a link for your followers and tag us and that will enter you in our $500 shopping spree giveaway for June love you guys bye